Welcome to the Daniel Muggleton Podcast. It's me, I'm Daniel Muggleton, I'm the guy. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in to this special Christmas Eve edition. That's right, not only releasing it on Christmas Eve, recording it on Christmas Eve here in Australia. Local time is 3.38pm. Why not? Why not do that? Why not chuck in a little bit of radio etiquette into the podcast? Unnecessary for you probably as nothing, I mean, nothing is time sensitive uh, that I'm about to say, but who, who knows? Who's to say some kind of insane event may not occur or may occur? Who's not to say some insane event may occur? Fuck, I am confusing myself. <laughs> <laughs> confusing myself early on with a caveat. I promise I haven't been drinking. That is not my approach to the holidays. What this is, what this episode is coming from me and mine to you and yours is a message for those who are Grinch adjacent. Though, look, I shouldn't say Grinch adjacent. This isn't for the people who genuinely hate Christmas. This isn't even for the people who don't celebrate Christmas. You guys have your own thing going on. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to speculate on what that is. I'm just coming as a person raised in the Christianity, raised in the Western world, told about the importance of Christmas. Who is coming to you? And some of you will need to hear it. Some of you will probably think I'm a cunt or a Grinch or a wet blanket for saying it. But this is for the people who are Christmas neutral. For the people who, while participating in a vaguely Christmassy holiday season, really feel nothing about the holiday. They don't, they don't necessarily hate it. They don't necessarily like it. They just participate in it because their nearest and dearest do. And to not participate in it would be far too great a protest for something of this significance. This is... The Merry Grinchmas episode of the Daniel Muggleton podcast. And to get us into the bulk of it, to get us into the heart of it, I have a song that is not a Christmas carol. It is the house band Verticoli taking us there. I need you guys to know it took absolutely everything I have as a person uh, to not make that whams last Christmas, just to fuck everybody, just to fuck absolutely everybody playing Whamageddon this year. Uh, if you don't know Whamageddon, it's this fantastic game. I think it originated in the UK, uh, but maybe that's just because I'm an Australian and we're taught that a lot of things originated in the UK. Uh, that's where the things come from. Uh but basically, you have to make it through December all the way up until Christmas without hearing Wham's Last Christmas or without realizing you've heard Wham's Last Christmas. You can hear it, but if you don't realize that it's playing, if you personally don't realize that Last Christmas is on, then you're still in the game. I lost uh, December 3rd this year because my wife uh, loves a bit of Christmas, gets around a bit of Christmas. And she was playing carols while setting up the tree. And I got done in my own home. The hurt, the pain of a haphazard Spotify playlist. No good. But yes, 
Christmas Eve. Uh, I've just I've just done the Christmas shopping. I've just this is what I mean. I I think I need to establish early that like I'm not one of those people who like doesn't do Christmas at all. Like I I'm I've been I I think I've done something for Christmas every single year of my life. Uh, I can't really tell you about years one to three. Uh, just just because I was an infant, uh, you know, I didn't I didn't have the the proper memory uh, to be able to tell. But I'm pretty sure I think there's photography, there's there's things, there's gifts. Uh, but yes, I've done Christmas every year. But the reason I thought this episode was important, and the reason I want to I want to tell you guys about this, is because one of my former housemates I once described as Christmas neutral, and this was years ago, and she continues to tell me it is the most seen she's ever felt, and that's when I realized the people who don't like Christmas don't get seen. You know, if you come out hard against it, if you come out be like "fuck Christmas," it's a consumerist holiday, it's fucking bullshit, like then you get seen probably in a negative light, but hey, at least you're kind of out there, you're vocal, you're positive. But for the Christmas neutrals, for the people undercover at the family Christmas, snapping snapping bonbons, wearing the shitty paper hats, reading jokes with a smile on it, lingering in the corner of photos in Christmas sweaters they borrowed in order to fit in. This is for you. I just want you to know that you're not alone. I don't know where we get to congregate. <laughs> That's the brutal thing about the Christmas neutrals. We have no, like, we have no native grounds, so to speak. Like, you know, at the at the at the pub. No, the pub. The pub gets into Christmas. The pub's got mistletoe, which is a bit creepy, but it's got tinsel. It's got a Christmas tree in the corner. That's not for the Christmas neutrals. Like, you can't you can't really get around any business because every business has Christmas sales. Uh, you can't really get involved with another religion because that just seems a bit a bit cheap. <laughs> it just seems like a bit of cultural appropriation, you know? Like just like yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess I'm like a lapsed or at least raised Christian for every other part of the year, but for three weeks in December, I just give Buddhism a crack, you know? I just kind of I meditate, I slow it down. Then December 26th, I'm like fuck that noise, and I'm back out. I'm back getting involved. I mean, the Buddhists probably wouldn't mind. That seems to be. <laughs> if anything the defining characteristic of the buddhist religions like how do you guys feel about that oh pretty chill um anyway the christmas neutrals i feel like we just are a group that kind of needs a bit more advocacy because we have to put up with all the shit with none of the payoff because like let's be honest like i don't care if you like christmas you'll admit it's a stressful time of year like for some people uh financially very stressed people for other people just socially very stressful because they have to see their family uh, for longer than they would like. <laughs> you know, you know, these people, they're the ones that moved overseas or to a new city and just don't come back. Just inexplicably never come back for Christmas. So weird. So weird that they chose that. Anyway, there's those people. Are we just, we don't get to dodge the holiday. Like if, if you don't like your birthday, like I'm not a big birthday guy either. Like you can pretty much dodge your birthday. Like people give you messages, people ask you, "Hey, you doing anything for your birthday?" And you're like, "No, nah, not really." And that's that's the end. You know, like you like the whole of society isn't primed to celebrate your birthday, but you're just tapping out before they get a chance to go. Like that's that's the thing at the moment. Like Christmas shopping, Christmas shopping, not just for the food. Because, you know, you're doing the Christmas lunch, you're seeing your family, you got the day off, you're taking advantage, why not? You're doing the Christmas shopping for food, stressful. 
Come on, let's all be honest. There is, there is no, there is no time that you wish more hatred upon others than just watching the people who aren't in a rush during Christmas shopping. You know those people that are just meandering up and down the aisles, like discussing what they might be buying. Like they're not tearing in with a list. They don't have a deadline. They haven't fucked it. They haven't thought there might not be any whole clothes to stud their ham with. They're not elbowing old ladies out of the way. They're not tutting people with headphones in. They're not tripping a child to make sure they get to the Panatoni quicker. They're just meandering through a supermarket while you're in a race against time because you've overcommitted yet again and it's family so you can't let them down and it's your wife's family so you really can't let them down because you know you want to you want to stay in the good books you want you want the good the good word of mouth to continue we did the christmas shop yesterday the food shop luckily my dad has a ham guy <laughs> so we never have to get the ham i love like my like the stereotype of dad's just having a guy for everything. My dad is like absolutely that. He's got a ham guy. And when the ham guy doesn't come through, he goes down to the club, does a meat raffle, wins the ham that way. I've never paid for a ham. I don't think I ever will have to pay for a ham. I assume the ham guy has a son or a daughter and I'll just keep getting it from them. It's great. It's a great system. But we're doing the shop. And the one thing, I don't know if this is universal. I can only speak for myself. I don't think I've ever done a Christmas food shop at my regular supermarket for some reason like i don't know if it's the time pressure i don't know if the stress of the moment is getting to you and you forget your fundamentals but for some reason you go into you just go into a, you're playing away game you're playing awake you're in a supermarket that is not your own everyone's got their local supermarket everyone's usually got a supermarket podium you got number one when you got the time you go there. You got number two for things you can't get at number one. Then you got number three when you're too hungover to make it to number one or two, right? The supermarket podium. But for some reason, every Christmas shop occurs at just some fucking blow-in random supermarket. Just a supermarket you've never been to before. A supermarket you probably never will go to again. And you're like, we have a Coles that we know. We know the opening hours. We know the parking situation. We know where everything is in it. Like... If somebody was searching for something in that Coles, they could probably ask me where it is and I'd know. But for some reason, Christmas shop comes around, we're hitting up Woolies. We're straight in Woolies, the fucking fresh food people. Why Why are we in there? We're, we're used to down, down, prices are down. What are we doing with the fresh food people on the most stressful shop of the year? We, got, we went to a brand new shopping complex, like a, a different mall. We weren't even in our home mall. I had to park on the street. I did. I just literally, I, I didn't know the secret spot in that mall's car park. So I was just street parking like a fucking lunatic and then just wheeling the shopping trolley all the way to the car and dumping it like some kind of, some kind of homeless, let's be honest, like a homeless person. I was taking the, the shopping trolley outside of the shopping center and not returning it. That is permitted for homeless and old people like those are the only people who get that privilege but no nah, i just left it in the street panetta is never getting that shopping trolley back i don't even know if it's a crime am i confessing could the police come after me you do the away shop in the away shopping center you're going crazy there it's a, you're yelling at your partner you're both yelling at each other over over something insane like a quantity of potatoes 
because she's like, my mum said that she's worried you're not going to buy enough potatoes. And I'm like, this is 30 potatoes. How many people we got? 15 people. That's two potatoes per person. That seems like a shitload of potatoes. And she's like, yeah, but I just, I, I think you got to get a couple more, like a couple more. I just got, I, I bought 10 kilos worth of potatoes just because I never want there to be an instance where I lose an argument with my wife based on a potato quantity ever. I'm just going to have them. I'm going to start growing my own. <laughs> I'm going as deep into these potatoes as I can. But yeah, we played the away game. So this is the thing. You can't be Christmas neutral then. Of course, you can't be Christmas neutral during the shop because if you're Christmas neutral during the shop, guess who's getting pissed off? Your Christmas positive wife. Christmas positive sounds like she's kind of been diagnosed with Christmas. There was like a blood test, <laughs> a blood test where like the blood came out green and red and the doctor's like, oh man, I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, Mrs. Muggleton, you're Christmas positive. Uh, that's not her last name, but you guys don't get to know that. Not important. Anyway, you can't be Christmas neutral then because the pressure's on, right? The pressure's on for the shop. You've agreed to bring food to other humans and that is a social contract that I abide by regardless of whether or not it's mid to late December, right? That's just, that's just the social contract we all agreed upon. The other thing happening around Christmas is the Kris Kringle, the secret Santa. Uh, what I found in America, found out recently in America is called the White Elephant. I don't know what the fuck that is. That sounds like some Prohibition era shit. But anyway, they do the, they do the White ele Elephant in America. Basically, that's the thing where instead of just doing Christmas gifts for every single person in the family, like just this, you know, insane exchange of useless shit, uh, you do a Kris Kringle where... Every name goes in a bucket. You draw a name out. The name isn't yours. Your name gets drawn out by somebody else. And then you guys buy gifts for each other. That way, there's not a lot of overlap. Obviously, uh, in, in, in real families, <laughs> I say real families to differentiate them from my family, uh, where like, I guess that's the weird thing about my family is like, we're not... We're not all Christmas neutral. I think my mom actually really likes Christmas and I think my dad really likes Christmas. But in terms of gift giving, we have kind of gotten gotten in, ourselves into just a rhythm, into a routine of, hey, I don't have anything for you. Let me know what you want. Otherwise, I'll just give you some cash or I'll give you some cash towards it. But to make it feel less impersonal, I, I, am, the, I am them require... I, I am them. Oh my God. This is what I mean about Christmas. When have I ever stumbled on a fucking word in my life? I am then required to send them a photo of whatever I purchased myself. That's what happens in our family. It's just like, hey, here's 200 bucks. You said you wanted shoes. Buy them with that. Send me a photo. I send my mom a photo with some fresh kicks and she's like, dope. Merry Christmas, right? So anyway, we're in the, we're in the wife's family where there's a Kris Kringle because there's four kids in my family. I'm an only child and my parents are divorced. So to do a Kris Kringle... <laughs> is can you imagine the three of us all together i guess my wife would be involved so there's four and there's a 50 percent chance that my parents are drawing each other or like at least one parent is giving a gift to another parent and i don't know if you know anything about divorced parents but they don't want to spend it spend anything on each other even when it's got a very low limit you know that's not really there they don't really want to go to a go to a brick brackery or a knickknack emporium and be like hey what says I used to be married to you and I'm comfortable with that not changing? What have you got? Like a notebook? Oh, cool. Sounds fun. <laughs> anyway, so we do the Secret Santa in the wife's family. 
Um, and the Secret Santa, you can't be Christmas neutral during the Secret Santa because, again, it's a social contract. <laughs> it is a social contract because you've got someone's name and they've got your name. I am repeatedly referred to as the dud in my wife's family's Secret Santa. Uh, not because I get people bad gifts. I think I actually, you know, generally try to follow the wish list or, you know, put some thought in or at least just go over the spending limit so they can't think I'm too much of a cunt, right? Everyone's done that move. <laughs> Everyone's done that move in the secret Santa where the spending limit's 50 bucks and you spend 70. So it's like, hey, even if you don't like it, know that I cheated to try and bring you joy, you know? Um, but yeah, I'm the dud in the secret Santa because... Uh, because, and this is a direct quote from my wife, you don't like anything. <laughs> that's, that's quite an indictment from the family of the woman you like and love and have married. <laughs> They're like, yeah, we know that you like Mary, but you don't like anything else. You don't like anything that costs less than $50. Um, I think, I'm trying to think. I, I would love, by the way, if you are a fan of the pods, get in touch and let me know kind of where you're pegged for for Secret Santas. I think, <laughs> I got to say, like, as a social, like, not not quite a social, like, experiment. It's not an experiment. It, like, it's it's just a great measurement of what people think of you. You know, like it just, it re like I, I knew, <laughs> I forget, it was a mate of mine who was a comedian, I forget who, and I remember the year that Jerry Seinfeld put out the like, is this anything book, he got it in three separate secret Santas. Isn't that incredible? Three separate groups of people looked at this person who wasn't even a professional comedian, just kind of like semi-pro, like aspiring, and they were like this is the only thing we know about your personality. This is it. <laughs> a book by a comedian, you want to do that, perhaps this will help. That's the best we've got. That's the best we've got because, to be honest, we don't really think about you when you're not around. <laughs> that's the thing. That's, that's what Secret Santa's prove is that we really don't spend that much time thinking about other people. We are all deep. In the, in the main character syndrome. Uh, but anyway, um, I, I get frequently like, like fun socks, which <laughs> like, I'll be honest, I'm like a white guy who went to private school. That's a fair assessment of my personality. Fun socks are in there. I've gotten, I've gotten I think I've gotten some books, I think because I've, I wear glasses, people assume I read a lot more than I do. Um, but also, you know, the $50 limit, that's like the pretty standard $50 limit. I think it's always pretty safe to get into book territory. Um, I think I've gotten like coffee mugs and stuff. Like basically, I think the I think the general idea is people give me things that aren't necessarily funny, but are trying to be. <laughs> like just you know the the mug with like the funny thing on it, like a like a shirt, like with like a joke on like that. And I mean, geez, that's damning, isn't it? I just said that the, the Chris Kringle speaks volumes for who people think you are. And people look at me and they're like, this is a man who's 
Not necessarily funny, but trying perhaps too hard to be. Oh, baby. That's red hot. Um, so, yeah, you can't, you can't be Christmas neutral during, during the Secret Santa. You can't because, you know, you're getting them something, you're giving something. And, like, don't be wrong, I, I hate the Secret Santa. Like, I, not, not, like, it's so funny that I, I'm, I'm complaining about this because I literally just left my wife upstairs to come down and record this and she's watching The Grinch. <laughs> she's watching the Jim Carrey, The Grinch Stole Christmas. And they're talking about like, you know, there's obviously some commentary in there about the consumerism of Christmas and all that kind of stuff. And I'm coming downstairs to be like, yeah, let me tell you something revolutionary about Secret Santas. It's just useless crap. But it is. But it is. Like, you all know the stores near you or the stores in the mall or the shopping center that you frequent that are just for Secret Santa. Like, they're just stores that are full of crap, like, but nice crap. Like, you know that saying, you can't polish a turd? These are the, the, the most polished turds. These are the turds you can see your own reflection in. They're just, they're, they're just things that have no practical use. They're, they're things that don't really say anything about you or the recipient. They're, they're the the white they're the white noise the elevator music of objects that's <laughs> that's the best way I could the things that a hundred percent of the inventory of these stores could be shipped to like a refugee camp an orphanage like any place where people are in genuine need and none of it would help like it might distract them for like. 17 minutes <laughs> and then and then you just you kind of back at square one you're like yeah i'm 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 still escaping a war zone i still haven't been accepted with my family into into a country uh where we would be would be able to seek refuge from this religious persecution um and to be perfectly honest a, a, a 2023 year diary with a unicorn on it uh, seems offensive at this point because having a mythical creature on a diary for next year kind of suggests that my hope is hopeless. <laughs> I don't know if that's too cruel. I'm still, I'm still finding the line because in a room, I could hear a crowd react or not react, or we could kind of take a different turn based on how that goes. But as as what I'm sure. As I'm sure you guys have realized, as as an optimistic fella, I'm assuming you're bloody laughing your head off too. But no, <laughs> just those stores, man. I hate those fucking stores because they not like they know exactly what they are. Like they have a they have a title. Like I think I think the one that I think about the most is in Newtown, and it's called like Octopus. I don't even. Maybe it's got something and octopus. I know it's got an octopus on it. I know octopus is in the title. I don't think it's like octopussy because that would just be a bit a bit James Bondish. But like, yeah, it's just like and there's another one. It I don't there's another one in Newtown that starts with a P. It could just be like pimento or something like just you know those words like like just like the objects in the stores, just words that take up syllables but confer no meaning. Like that's that's what these guys and you walk in and they know exactly what they are 
because they got cards right by the door. Because they're like, yep, you forgot to buy that too. Time's running out. Fucking these are, these are six out of ten and they cost eight bucks somehow. Good luck, right? And then if you buy it, they're like, would you like it wrapped? And you're like, fucking, you know I would because wrapping paper, that's another goddamn store I want to visit and I'm just trying to get through this thing as quickly as possible. And yeah, they're just these stores, just these stores of nothing. And yet they stay in business because of Kris Kringles. Like that's that's what they're built. Like I don't think anything you buy in those stores actually exceeds a reasonable Kris Kringle limit. I think there's probably nothing in there lower than 75 bucks. And that's just like, well, man. And, and guess what? If it's lower, you just do like a weird conglomerate of things from that store just to really emphasize how unwilling you are to think about the person whose name you drew. <laughs> You're like, mate, I'm look, we're friends slash family. I love you, but I'm not going to two store two stores for you Two, come on now. Like I'm in the same boat. Like if you really wanted me to get you a specific thing, you would have figured out how to fill out the wish list on this site that is getting information from me in a way that makes me feel uncomfortable. All those sites have such poor graphic design, such bad, like, but so many emails. Who are they getting this information for? It's like, yeah, do you ever get fished by like a scam that you don't understand and that's what bugs you? Like, it's not that they're trying to steal your information. It's not that they're trying to take up your time. It's just that, I want to know who's benefiting from you getting this information about me. Like I had one yesterday, I had a thing turn up in like my professional inbox, which is where you can email me, by the way. Like I, I love hearing from people on the podcast. Like in fact, I, I had I had a message this week about mentioning cum gutters in last week's episode. And that person asked me, uh, Zoe asked me what cum gutters, uh, like not what they are, because I think I think she did a bit of Googling and figured out what it actually refers to as a term. But she messaged me just being like, why are they called cum gutters? And then I really started to get thinking about, yeah, you're right. Like gutters generally drain a liquid into a, into an area of greater liquids. And these are external things kind of on the body, like muscles down near the pelvis. Like where's the cum? Like are they supposed to be, are they supposed to be cummed on? Because I thought cum gutters were kind of by men. Like men had the cum gutters, but we're also the ones doing the ejaculation generally. I mean, not, you know. Um, what, how does that work? And so um, because of that, I'm actually going to call uh, a good friend of mine and comedian Nina Oyama um, because she's the person who introduced me to the term cum gutters. And I'm going to ask her <laughs> to explain it. I'm going to be like, hey, look, you've kind of... You've, you've introduced me to this world of cum and gutters. So, hey, let's let's get to the bottom of this fucking thing. So, anyway, dan at danielmuggleton.com.au. If you want to get in touch with me, I will read it. There's no there's no middleman or middle person or middle woman. Um, you talk to me if you contact me. So, get in touch if you've got any questions about the pod. And thank you so much for the people who took time uh, to give it, you know, five stars here and there or leave a little review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. It all helps. Um what are we talking about? We're talking about the 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 the, the secret Santas, the Chris Kringles. I think we're through with that. I think everyone understands my point with the secret Santas. Just not a good time uh, to be. Oh, I was talking about the scam. I was talking about the scam. Um, 
I just, I guarantee that some people listening to this just already stressed out by Christmas and then hearing me lose my train of thought just, you know, was the straw that broke the camel's back. You know, they've just elbowed a child in a, in a shopping center being like, you don't understand. He was going to tell me a story and it seemed interesting and now it's gone. But yes, the, the scam, it was the weirdest scam I think I've ever received. I even sent it to a mate of mine who's like a comedy kind of agent guy being like, do you get any of these? Because it, it's so specific. It's like this guy and he is, he's trying to get me to fly to Coventry University, London uh, to be a guest speaker at a seminar. And like, it's got weird details as to, as to the thing. Um, the guy's... The guy's email address is coventryacuk at gmail.com. I mean, I don't give a fuck about giving this guy's email address because it seems like a scam. Um, like, there's no there's no way for me to input any information. To, like, you know what I mean? The scams just kind of think they want your name or your bank account or your whatever. Like, this is just, hey, this is a gig that you might be able to do. But it just seems so absolutely bonkers. That like, you know, there's just these weird spelling errors in it and the e- email address it came from is a bit strange. It's like, but what do they want? Like, I, I get that you want me to respond, but like, this is the thing where you pay me. Like, you like they're, they're going to book me flights to London, supposedly. Like, would they just want my passport number? Like, is this like a kind of, is this a kind of like trying to, trying to get my identity, like an identity theft thing? But I'm half... Actually, there you go. There's a reason to contact me. Should I see how far this thing goes? Should I email him back? I got nothing to do. I'm Christmas neutral. I'm not thinking about shit. My present shopping's done. Should I? Should I just see if old mate John Watkins is real? Because it really doesn't seem real. Because they say it's late notice for a thing at the end of February and the speaker had to withdraw because of sudden illness. Do you know what I mean? Three months, two months away, the illness is the reason they can't make it very strange anyway that's the thing sometimes you just get a scam and you're like like i get that i'm getting scammed and i get why people want to scam people it seems like a really easy way to make money way easier than working but why how <laughs> what piece of information does offering me a gig get that you know saying that i use the toll road and i shouldn't have and you need blah 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 wouldn't get you know that's such an easier one to be like fuck maybe but when people offer me a professional opportunity that's the most skeptical i ever am jeez anyway chris kringle not a good time to be neutral christmas day not a good time to be christmas neutral christmas eve like it's it's christmas eve now after this i'm a, i'm going to go to to like 9 p.m. mass my mum's hit that age where, you know, she's not religious again, but she, she's fascinated uh, by the concept of a congregation, I guess. So that we're going into the, you know, Catholic church in the city and we're going we're gonna to do like a 9 p.m. mass. That's, <laughs> that's how you know she's not taking it that seriously. She's doing the 9 p.m. midnight mass. This is like, hey... We know that you wanted to go to midnight mass. We know you don't have the energy to do so. How's 9 p.m.? We'll call it even. Jesus loves you, right? So we're doing that. You can't do the Christmas Eve, Christmas neutral because, uh, you know, what if you're around people like it? That's the thing. I don't, 
I think being Christmas neutral, because like, I want this term to catch on. I want this to be our thing that we can say to each other. Like, we're not Grinches, because Grinches implies this kind of outward, you're trying to ruin Christmas for other people. It's just like, no, it's Christmas neutral. It's just like, you guys are expecting me to give you a lot of enthusiasm and money tangentially in order to justify the date being December 25th. And I just kind of think I shouldn't, like... I, I'm just not excited to do that. Like I'm willing to do it because it means something to you, but I'm not excited to do it, right? Kind of like, you know, Australian foreign policy where America goes to war for some reason and we just kind of pop in to be like, look, we don't really want to be here, but because we need this relationship can, to continue, I'm willing to stay for as long as you want to stay. <laughs> That's actually such a great, analogy for interacting with your partner's family <laughs> because i care about this relationship i'm willing to go to that place with you for as long as you deem necessary and obviously no exit strategy at any point never been one <laughs> just to continue to exert a small amount of influence over this region that's why we're going anyway and and, and for financial material reward it's all there who knew uh, who knew we'd actually make some good points throughout this thing? Anyway, so you can't do it on the day because, like, that's the thing. You don't want to ruin Christmas for anybody. You don't want to ruin Christmas Eve for anybody. You just, you're just like, when they, I think that's it. Like, when someone kind of is like, are you looking forward to it? I think it's okay for you to be like, nah, <laughs> I'm fine with it. Like, I'm trying to think of something like, are you looking for, like, like the flight, like the flight to get you to a holiday, like you're not looking forward to the flight. You're like, this is just a necessary thing to get me from here to here. But that said, like, I don't think, I'm not that into New Year's either. <laughs> this New Year's is the first New Year's I've actually managed to find a gig. That's really common uh, in the UK and the US, but in Australia it's uh, less so. There's stand-up comedy on New Year's Eve. So Newcastle Comedy Club, I'm heading up there and I'm working on New Year's Eve. I am pumped because I'm also New Year's neutral, uh, Chinese New Year neutral, Easter neutral, Valentine's Day neutral, birthday neutral. Like I'm pretty neutral. I like just, I think I struggle to gain enthusiasm for date-based holidays. Like that's the real, that's the real, like it's, it's like we just, at these points every year, we feel joy. They're the things we look forward to. Uh, the rest of the year, just fucking hang in there. Just hang in there. Because guess what? Christmas is coming. I just, that's, yeah, I think that's why I want to, I want to, I want to speak out. I want to be pro-Christmas neutral. <laughs> I want to be an advocate for these people because, yeah, just like everyone else, just, you see that, like, I haven't seen it from, like, comedians, like, who, I mean, I just assume they're all like me and just kind of want to avoid their family as much as possible. Um, well, that's not even true. Not avoid their family as much as possible. They just like working. I think comedians are just generally obsessed with doing gigs. And, like, you hear them, even them, being like, man, Christmas is coming, last gig of the year done. Oh, can't wait for the best day ever. And it's like, isn't our whole job to poke fun at people trying to have a good time? Surely Christmas is right fucking there. That's like the center of the goddamn wheelhouse. That's the that's the the axle. That's what I don't know anything about. The thing in the middle of the wheel. I think it's the axle, whatever, of the wheelhouse. 
I don't really want to get into this, but I just realized when I said wheelhouse, I kind of thought that it was a house made of wheel, like like there's like a house somewhat inside the wheels. And that just seems stupid. <laughs> that just doesn't seem like what the expression wheelhouse is. Um, I'll come back to you on it. Don't let it bother you over this Christmas period. But yeah, I just... Everyone kind of expresses this joy around Christmas time. And like, I'm just kind of like, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Like, I hate, I hate that we're told to shop in a specific period in between two points of sales. That just seems so dumb. Like now there's like the Black Friday thing around Thanksgiving and there's like cheap shit for like two weeks there. And then there's like three weeks in the lead up to Christmas where it's recommended retail time. And then as soon as Christmas is over, there's like Boxing Day, day after Christmas sales, right? So it's like, hey, you got to get this person this gift during this time where things are full price. But if if you're willing to cop some shit and wait two days, like just, hey, man, 27th, here's your gift. You'll get it 20% off. But we're just told you got to get it at that time. You got to have something to unwrap. Like it's fun. It's funny. Cause I was, I, look, I don't, and, and that's the other thing again, like I, I don't, I'm not advocating ruining Christmas for people who enjoy it. Like my wife likes Christmas and I do everything in my power to make sure that she gets to enjoy it. Like at, at no point I'm like, oh, this is fucking stupid. And like trying to ruin her day. That is not my vibe. Like she's got nieces and nephews, like their kids, like they should get around Christmas too. Like it's, it's fun. Like it's obviously, it's obviously kind of weird when you think about it because, you know, as a child, like some of your earliest memories are like unwrapping Christmas presents and then comparing them with other people, you know, be like, what did you get? I got this. Oh man, I totally won Christmas this year. That's sick because I got better stuff than you, which means my parents love me more than you. And by the way, did I mention we're living in a capitalist society? Huh? Huh? <laughs> I don't know. I just... I don't I don't have some big grandiose well thought out point. I just really thought this Christmas rolling around being amongst the shoppers, being amongst the people who are pumped, seeing nothing but kind of just really pro Christmas rhetoric rhetoric. Ugh, stumbling on my words again. I can only apologize for doing this. It's quite hot. It's quite hot in Australia around Christmas. I don't know if you know. Thirty degrees. It's too. It's hard. It's hard to. It's hard to enunciate and uh, develop cheer when you're when you're sweating out of every pore. You know. Um, I just feel like everybody who really enjoys Christmas really enjoys Christmas time and gets to be very outwardly pro Christmas, even though they're willing to make gigantic concessions like saying Xmas just in case. Uh, you don't celebrate Christmas or Crimbo because I'm, I'm, I'm sure that's what the other other religions have wanted all along. Um, <laughs> but yeah, just like for, for people who just kind of like, yeah, it's just, it's fine. Like I'm spending a lot of money. I'm going through a lot of stress to kind of do this thing that is, is okay. Like is, is six out of 10. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's cool. Like one thing I like about Christmas is the cards. I like the cards. My family have been always very card heavy people. Like I'm talking double side. Like, you know, when you got the you got the free range card where it's like completely wide in the middle, 
they'll go they'll go both sides generally, especially my dad. Uh, he'll he'll go both sides on the card, and I really enjoy reading the card because you know we're we're Catholic, and that is the only way they feel comfortable uh, expressing anything to me. Like the only way, like that's that's in the card. It's like, oh, what a year you've had. I'm like, oh man, this is sick. I get a fucking AGM with my parents. I get a little year in review, like your Spotify Wrapped. It's like, but for, it's from your dad being like, ah, hey, yeah. So uh, you 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 worked really hard at, at comedy. That was that was the main thing of the year. But also, you'll be surprised to know that uh, your your attempts to increase the size of your family uh, that was that was a popular topic of conversation as well the word you most used uh in 2022 was actually home ownership but uh as as me and the banks both agree you're not ready <laughs> just this weird spotify wrapped uh with your parents you know just let them know how you feel about stuff but yeah look christmas time is here it's fast approaching for the for the british and american listeners uh you're going to get this maybe early on on uh christmas eve you're going to get it there for the morning for that last little bit of shot just like ah oh, shit we forgot to get a card for janet fucking oh we got to get a card for do we have anything from other years that we could dig up oh no damn it the the old wrapping papers. We can't use the same wrapping paper for every gift because everyone knows from us it's supposed to be Secret Santa, Daniel. We can't have the same wrapping paper for every single... Come on, like, we've been using the same wrapping paper for three years. They're going to know. They're going to remember. <laughs> just for that drive. Like, you're on that drive. You're tired. You're just really starting to think about just how much money Christmas has cost this year with the cost of living and the inflation and yada, yada, yada. And you're going and they're like, can we listen to Christmas carols? And it's like, why do you want to listen to these carols? Like these carols, like probably in a weird Pavlovian way, induce stress at this point because... Every stressful shop and drive has been accompanied by last Christmas. That doesn't count as Whamageddon, don't worry. Like, <laughs> you, you're listening to the... And I hope, I hope instead of the carols, I hope when you're having a little quiet moment, you know, just in that, in that weird little window on Christmas Eve, like generally Christmas Eve is the one time you can actually get a moment to yourself because the frantic... 21 to 23rd December is over. You've done the travel. If you've done the travel, you've done the shopping, you've gone to the supermarket, you've got the thing, you just got to wrap some stuff. But hopefully you've got a partner who can wrap things better than you. And that's just an objective judgment of your wrapping abilities. And she's willing to do that on your behalf going forward. You're going to have a little quiet moment and you're going to be like, man, I just, why does everybody give a shit about this apart from me? And in that time, you're going to find me. <laughs> you're going to find this episode of the podcast. You're going to take some time. You're going to be like, fuck it. Open, open some wireless headphones you got for an uncle that you, you don't really know, but you think his health's taken a turn. So you want to get him a good gift before it's all over. <laughs> you take him out of the box. You pop him in. You, you drink, a, drink a wine or a beer in like some kind of solitary location, uh, do, do like a menial chore and you just kind of have this moment to realize that I see you. 
I see you. Daniel Muggleton sees you. You're not a bad person because you don't look forward to Christmas. You're not a bad person because you don't feel an incredible amount of joy receiving or giving gifts. Like if you're just there being like, hey, thanks, some stuff. I didn't really need it, but I'm not going to throw it out immediately. Thanks. If that's all you can muster, that's okay, dude. Nothing wrong with Christmas neutrality. Nothing wrong with Christmas neutrality. Fuck off the green and red. Let's just go a nice neutral white, a beige, a nice beige tinsel for your Christmas tree. (laughs) And look, try to enjoy it. (laughs) Try to enjoy it. Find something you like about it. Personally, I love I love the gift like because I'm an only child, so I don't ever I don't ever have to compare gifts. You know, like if anything, I would compare the gifts from from both parents. You know, like either because my mum and dad wouldn't get me gifts together. I was four when they split, so I would get them separately, and I got to be like, oh, mum's had a good twenty seven, mum's had a good two thousand and seven, but dad, oh, he was unbeatable in two thousand and one, a PlayStation two before anybody else. Very exciting, great work, father. You know, that kind of vibe. But watching watching siblings who have their own money still get the shits over what their parents bought them <laughs> is incredible to me. Like, they care. Like, they, they care in a way as an only child I will never understand. But just watching that flash of, like, juvenile jealousy, like the same face they would have pulled when they were seven, they're pulling at 37... Just being like, what? I thought you loved me. Why'd you get her a hat? (laughs) It's fucking great. So find the thing you like from Christmas. Stay Christmas neutral. Don't feel the need to change. We're here. We're together. And we'd be just as happy eating Chinese food as ham this Christmas. This has been the Daniel Muggleton Podcast. Thanks for your support. Thanks for listening. I'll jump on again before New Year's. I promise we're doing it weekly. Uh, As we hit 2023, it'll probably be regular as well as weekly. Regular like an old man's shit. (laughs) Merry Christmas. Happy Crimbo. Merry Xmas. Whatever the fuck you want. I hope you have a good couple of days. And if you have a six out of 10 couple of days, guess what? There's more of us than you think. You will find them in your lifetime. The other people in the share house who just inexplicably don't have to go to their parents just yet. You know, like maybe they'll just stay there Christmas Eve as well. You don't need to wake up there. We can go there in the morning. There's no need. What are you watching? <laughs> you want to get a pizza? Fuck yeah, you want to get a pizza. You just want to chill out and talk about something that isn't Christmas. We're going to go to Verticoli. Um, was there anything anything else? Uh, not really. I don't think so. I think we're good. I think we're good. Have a good one. I'll report back about how it all went down next week. I'll get on to Nina Oyama about the cum gutters. Uh, if you want to keep reviewing, you bloody love that too. Uh, My name is Daniel Margleton. This is Verticoli. 